Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This is episode number 237 with Nick Cherry. Uh, Nick has newly discovered the absolute joy of ultra running. Um, in 2018, he decided he wanted to be a runner. Uh, so he signed up for a 10K. Uh, and then in 2020, he finished his very first 100 miler. Um, through this conversation, I just realized like the things Nick was sharing about what he's discovered through ultra running and why he enjoys it and what he's basically kind of found out about himself through stepping outside his comfort zone. Like when he was talking, I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror of myself, (laughs) you know, like the, what he was saying is just hit home so much for me. And it basically described everything I enjoy about ultra running, everything I enjoy about adventure and, and pushing myself as well. And it was just incredible. And I'm like, man, these lessons that we've learned uh, from this and maybe through all sorts of different endurance athletes, like you can really focus them down into a few key things. And I think it's something that we all experience, you know, by pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone, especially in this really specific way of ultra running, right? Like you're going down the trails or the roads and you're doing these crazy miles and just think about what you are discovering about yourself uh, along the way. Um, it's, it's really amazing. It's kind of blowing my mind, uh, especially 237 episodes in talking to people who have done all sorts of adventures, you know, just seeing that these commonalities arise between all sorts of different athletes from different backgrounds or continents even you know but people are discovering the same thing about themselves about what it means to be a human um, by taking these challenges on and it's awesome so I am so excited for this episode Nick was a great guest Um, we talk a bit about just what led him to this why he wanted to do it originally what he discovered along the way Um, and then I think he's really open about his mindset in the last 28 miles of his 100 miler, uh, which was at the Boonville Backroads Altar, kind of how it's connected with him. I went out there and did the 100K. Um, you can listen to that in a previous episode if you want to hear about me suffering and my mom saving the day. <laughs> um, but But yeah, Nick was out there that day and Man, as I looked and watched the 100-mile badasses going back out for their third lap, I was just like, man, those people, those people are nuts because <laughs> it was so hard for me. But uh, but yeah, so we'll get into that. Um, hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Um, I've really appreciated the feedback, uh, on the podcast. Some people left some iTunes reviews. So thank you so much for that. Like I've really enjoyed reading it, um, and kind of connecting in that way. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. This is the like a Bigfoot podcast number 237 with Nick Cherry. (laughs) 
Um, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. You said this is the first time being on a podcast. So, uh, so I'll try to make it easy on you. (laughs) So welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. We were just talking. So you live in uh, kind of a small Iowa river town. Um, and you were talking like, man, I have someone else to talk to about running. Like, can you kind of talk about that a bit? Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm relatively new to it anyway, as far as like really getting into it. And, uh, I've got a couple of friends that do it and my, and really only people I talk to is my wife about it. And she can only hear so much of my ego bragging, you know, like that's the only person I really brag to about it. So, th- I mean, this is awesome to share a passion with someone. And, and before we go any further, I, I got to tell you, man, I appreciate you reaching out to me and, and like all the work you do for, for the, the passion you got for it. Same with me. I mean, it, it it's cool to be a part of what you're doing. I, I think it's neat. Yeah. Thank you. I think like, it's just funny, like even just seeing someone over social media, it's like, oh man, like I bet, I bet we have a lot in common. Um, sure. And, and I think that passion like stands out, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially coming from, like I was just saying before we started recording, like I'm out in like the suburbs of Denver right now, like you can throw a rock and hit an endurance athlete out here you know, uh, don't do it. Don't throw any rocks at endurance (laughs) athletes, but you can. And, but I remember, you know, growing up and, you know, they're the few people in town that, that are runners or, and there's a lot of cyclists I'd say in Iowa, but running specifically, there's only a few. And, and it's just funny because like the more I've learned about Iowa and by doing the race this year, which we'll get into, like I realized like there is actually a really cool community and it might be small, but it's like close knit, which is cool. Oh, absolutely, man. Like this was, you know, for me getting into any type of running was, was a huge leap and kind of just a jump off a cliff type of moment for me. You know, I was, I was in a place where I was without, I mean, I could talk all day about the whole getting into it, but I mean, I was in a spot where I was just like stuck Yeah. where I, I mean, I was kind of an athlete growing up. So, I mean, I, things were going smooth and I was like, man, I, I just, I need to make a change for, for just some, something to get out of my element, you know? So I was like, uh, let's just give running a shot. So, I mean, I, I, I did, it, it was something that was easy. Like in my mind, it was, um, if you try it and it doesn't work, all you did was bought some shoes and you ran and it didn't work out. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't much, much more, but it opened up so much more, man. It got it so much more than just running for me. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What was the like actual like impetus that was the thing where you're like, Oh, running looks cool or. Yeah. So I'm glad that's a good way to ask it. That helped me answer it a little easier because uh, it, you know, it was um, doing something that, that was uncomfortable. You know, I got into reading, I, reading I say read my wife makes fun of me because all I do is listen to audible especially <laughs> being a runner I'm sure all runners kind of appreciate it like yeah it's an easy way to get knowledge you know just put it in your ears and while you're running you, you gain some but but it was like getting out of your comfort zone and I, I wanted to do something where it was you know like I, I don't like saying my next big thing especially with running because because I have a hard enough time convincing myself I don't need anybody else talking me down you know so yeah so, so when I first started running it it's funny. I, it, it was, uh, in my head, I, I'm going to do 
the craziest distance that I can think that like, you know, like the Goldilocks rule, like just outside of your reach, but, but you can, uh, you still think you can do it, but it's going to take some, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some dedication. So I was like, I'm going to do a a long distance. I'm not even going to tell my wife because I'm a big dreamer and I'll tell her some things and she'll be like, ah, here we go again. And this time I was like, you know, I'm going to keep it to myself to like really can convince myself I can do this distance. So, I mean, that, that's what I I decided to sign up for a 10 K was, was what I was like the the ungodly amount of uh, six miles to me. And it's so funny saying it out loud. Like I told you earlier, I knew this was going to get strange talking out loud without my journey because I've never really talked to anyone about it. And it wasn't that long ago. Six miles was, I mean, like I said, unheard of. I didn't even want to tell anyone because people be like, Oh, you can't run six miles. You know, how are you going to train for that? And it was really a matter of, putting in the time and doing it and then yeah how long ago was this uh it was it would have been like the end of 2018 wow okay I'd say like around thanksgiving i would i was just in a the best way i say it is like i was in a state of stuckness you know i was like not motivated at all like i knew i had so like i didn't have a passion was really what it was like i tried so many things to um, athletically and I you know my my outlet's always been kind of like physical things like yeah. whether it's lifting or coaching or something and I just needed to change it up and running I, I, actually, I actually hated it I grew up a wrestler so like to cut weight and things you're always <laughs> were running and stuff yeah. so I was like I, I don't want to do it but you know I was like you know what if I do something I, I hate get uncomfortable who knows what door is going to open and I'm glad I did it because I mean that I can't even believe that I, I still, I still haven't been able to process the, the stuff I've done. I, and that sounds like really egotistical, but it really is. I can't believe where it's taken me just from a 10 K a little over a year ago to it's going to be a part of my life forever now because yeah. of that, you know, that's wild. Do you think there was something about like being a wrestler that made you appreciate being uncomfortable and maybe like, you had that in your mind and then you might've forgotten about it for a few years and you just wanted to bring that back. Like, do you think that was part of it? Yeah, that that's yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Just me I mean, being heard, an armchair therapist. No big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're from Iowa. I mean, you, you had to know wrestling if you're from there. You, oh man. I'm there though. You know, you got Dan Gable, you know? Right? Yeah, man. You got the, the, what are the, the brands, the brands? Must yeah. Yeah. Brand, brands brothers. Yeah. Yeah, but back back to what you're saying, though. I mean, yeah, I think a, a lot of it I relate with wrestling because uh, I really like the idea of, especially the age that I'm at, like 35, got two kids, lots going on. You, you know, you're you're a father and husband, and I wanted to make something that if I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it, it's going to be worth it. And the best way for me was I'm the only one that can be accountable for it, you know? Yeah. So I got to put in the miles, the time, the dedication, the – the long talks to myself while I'm doing a run, is it really worth it type of thing? And I just ended up like, I guess back to answering your question, but yeah, like I really like that, you know, making it personal, you know, getting to the point where it's just me against myself. Yeah. Trying. I love that, man. I was never a wrestler, but that was what I kind of always admired. Cause you know, I was, I played football and hockey and like team sports Sure. And I mean, I had pl- plenty of off days and that, but you could always fall back on and rely on your teammates to kind of get you through. I always thought like being a wrestler where you're stepping out onto the mat 
everybody's just looking at you and you alone. And I'm like, and if you get pinned in five seconds, like that is on you. And that's, that's just like this extra pressure, you know? True. And, and that's the other thing I like about running is you don't, the pressure's not there either. If you don't want it to be, it's, it's more, it's more enlightening to me. Like it's really fat, helped me find my path for any situation, you name it, any Avenue in my life is what I've done with running has made like everything easier for me, just in a sense of decision-making and what's important, what's not, and really getting over that hump of, you know, I think for any runner that's run any distance, especially ultra runners or, you know, you get to that point where the demon comes in and you are, you, everybody questions, why am I doing it? You know? <laughs> and, 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 and I don't say that lightly because that's such a cliche thing to say for an ultra runner. If anyone in the community understands that, but the way I look at it is if you can't answer that, with with a really honest answer you can't you can't live in the now you can't run right now because you're not really committed and that, and i think that that scary part is 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 what i like about it is the uncertainty of of even in as little as a 5k a 10k any any mile mileage you do is your questioning is it, how do i how do i get through it why am i getting through it and uh I grow every time I go for any run, you know, spiritually, emotionally, especially the, the being the physical parts, another great <laughs> asset to, to run and, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I always, I always trying to think of it like, uh, self-esteem is built by doing esteemable acts, but you can think about that with running too. Like you being like you just getting through it. Like I'm just thinking back, like yesterday I went on like a seven mile run and it was just me and myself and it was in the snow and it was hard though. Like I had to talk myself into it. I'm like, dude, I've been running for like probably like almost 10 years at this point. And I'm still taught like trying to, the hardest workouts are these like hour long or hour and a half long, seven mile runs. And, but you still have to do it and you face that every single time, which I I really like. That's awesome. Well, and And that's what it humbles you right away. Yeah. Like sometimes like I'll be sitting thinking about this like or even even the ultras that the the few that i've done it's like man i you know my ego gets to me i'm like man i am i am a tough sob i've done some things that 90 percent of people can't do and that's the community that 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 we that we've all done done it we can all share that 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 being grateful for that but then you go out for like like i I think i was listening to a while ago one of your podcasts with jason syme and about how he you guys were talking about like five miles. How are those the hardest ones? You guys, like you're talking about like an 80, when he went 82 and a half miles or whatever. Yeah. And I, I started laughing out loud. Like that, that's so true. It's like, you get ready for this run. You mentally prep yourself in like a three or four or five mile run. It just humbles you to like, there's always that point for me. It's the first couple of miles where stuff hurts. It's like, man, I'm, I'm old. And then yeah. you get through it. And, and every single time. And that's part of what I like about it. You know, it, it, you're putting yourself in uncomfortable positions on purpose yeah. and a lot of people don't understand it, but for you, I mean, anybody who's going to listen to something like this is going to, going to understand what we're talking about. You yeah. don't even need to really go much deeper than that either. 
Yeah. And that's where the growth happens too, though. Like you're uncomfortable sure. and now you're still going, you're still trying it. And you know, I've, I've definitely, I'm sure everyone's fallen in the comfort zone thing where you're just doing something that you know you can do and you know, it's going to be yeah. easy, dude. I'll even do this, like lifting weights and I'll have to catch myself. I'm like, you're just doing the same lift and you're doing light like you're doing weight you know you can do like what are you like you're not never going to grow if you just keep doing the same exact sure. thing, you know yeah um, which is funny so you started doing 10ks like when did that ramp up when were you like okay here we go because you you ramped up super fast oh man yeah so so this is a whole um so but my passions right like is, is running and i've always been super obsessed with like biohacking. Right. So like yeah. my, my goal and, I'll, and I tell everyone and they laugh, but I'm serious. I, I want to try to live to like 130. I want to be, I want to outlive my grandkids. Like I want to be able to outrun, run a merit. Like, and it sounds silly. It does, but I, I it's what I want to do. And I think that in, in my head after I ran that 10 K. Okay. So back to your question. <laughs> uh, so after I ran the 10 K, I was like, I just really, really liked how, how pumped my wife was, how good I was feeling. Like my, my attitude was better. My mood was better. What bad habits I had started to start to go away, you know, like, and I ended up saying, well, what's next 10 K like right away. I was like, I'm going to try to run a race every month for a year. I don't want to get into too many details. I just want to, you know, put up, you know, I started following Instagram runners, seeing all the metal boards. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool in my house, a metal board, whatever. And it, it turned into just signing up to what was close. Um, yeah. My wife ran a couple 5Ks with me. And then, I, then it got to the point where I was like, well, what's next? Let's, let's do a half marathon, right? That's, that seems like the logical progression of milestones in a running, you know? And then, so I did a couple half marathons and that and was And then insane. we're about to get really illogical in a second. <laughs> right. So, so then I was like, let's do, let's do a marathon. And then at this point I was so into it that I was like, I'm going to make it a trip for my wife. Let's go, not for her, but like just going to races in Iowa is not that exciting for her. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's go to Colorado Springs. Didn't think about the elevation or anything <laughs> at all, but and it didn't affect me because I got there like the day before and did it. And then it, yeah. then it hit me. But so then I did the marathon and the reason I'm not spending that much time on it, on the marathon stuff is because then after that, it was like, I've done all you can do. And this, I didn't know anything about ultras. I mean, yeah. I was on the runningusa.com thing. That was like my jam. And then I was like, what else is there? And I don't even remember who it was that told me. It was like, you know, you, there's stuff that you run farther. I'm like, yeah, but that, that's, that's probably a bunch of, yeah. Right. So then I found this ultra sign up and went down, <laughs> went down the rabbit hole. Like, <laughs> you know, like what is this Barkley marathon stuff and yeah. documentary after documentary who's, you know, like Jamil Corey and um, Gary Robbins and David Goggins and Rich Roll and like, Oh my gosh, I had a whole nother world. And I'm explaining this to my wife and I'm like, seriously had exploded. I'm like, I did not know that these bad bad people existed like these <laughs> freaks like who, who who okay so long story short i went down that rabbit hole got all of the all of the info that i could get in and then i was like well, let's do let's do an ultra and then and then the pandemic hit right so oh, yeah so right now we're like what, beginning of 2020 month, month one billion 
right it seems like <laughs> so so i started looking on ultra to, to sign up for something and there was the, the ultra sign up there was like nothing everything canceling oh and, yeah and then there was that that peak performance had that um virtual ultra. oh yeah did you do that that was the first ultra i ever did so, no way yeah so so i wasn't gonna do it i wasn't ready My the virtual backyard ready. thing right so and i was like well I can do it myself. No one's like, I don't have to go through the, the nerves of race day talking of the lingo. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, and I, and I, the shed I'm in right now is like my, my, my hub I'd come back to. And like, there's people like, you know, like Courtney to Walter Wardy and those guys were on it. So I was it's like, nuts. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to run my first ultra with, I get a say I ran it with them. Like they have no idea I'm here. So, so, so my goal was like eight loops, you know, the 4.1 every hour type thing. And I ended up doing that. And it, and then from there it was, I mean, it was on like to say I got the bug was like such an understatement. Like, well, that and then you do that thing. race and you see them just keep going and you're oh, like, man. Whoa, what is happening? Oh man. It was, it, I, I was like, I had my mom come babysit my kids while I did it. And so I'm, I'm running and, I'm like, I'm just doing eight hours. And that was a struggle. You know, yeah. it, it was hard. On, it was hard being the first time me running that distance really. And then, um, when I got done, I, I went inside, came back out. I still had it on. And like, there were so many people still going. I'm like, freaks, these guys are animals. Like, and then it was, it was, it was, it, it was just cool to, to be a part of it anyway, to say that in a pandemic and such a, weird time and I, I could have easily just been like not this year Let, yeah. let's do this next year but I, I decided to take advantage of of the year and kind of solitude to kind of find myself yeah you know nobody was there to talk me talk me off these crazy ideas so it, it was actually a blessing for me 2020 yeah I kind People of looked probably, at it like in that sense like when you're just talking about like uh, what did people do with their time, you know, right. during the pandemic? Like, not like talking about the actual pandemic itself, but it's like when we're all kind of quarantined, like what did we do with our time? I kind of found like the two paths were just simply like, did you use it as an excuse or did you use it as an opportunity? And sure. there were plenty of opportunities there, right? And there were also plenty, and most likely like, if you're, if any of us are probably being honest and if I'm being honest with myself, I've used, I use it as both, right? There were definitely moments where I'm just like, yeah, like not doing that today. Um, but there were other moments where I'm like, <laughs> whoa, sure. like all of a sudden I have this time at my house with my family. Like, let's try to look at this, like an opportunity here. Yeah. Which is yeah. obviously way more productive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that, that was how I looked at it. Was, what, what were your kids thinking when you were like, I'm going to run for eight hours? They're five and six. So they, I still don't think they, they grasp what it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that, and that, that's part of why I wanted to do it was, was like, uh, they were getting to the age where it was like, what, why is, what do you do that's cool? I mean, what, <laughs> what, what's, you know, and I really, you know, I wanted to do, do something that no not many people do so it was like my my little my littlest my boy loves it like he wants to go running with me all the time and i mean that's that's the whole thing is progressing as a human and and inspiring 
you know, especially yeah. my, my boy, but that that's, that's really the whole premise of all of why I'm doing is I got inspired by people like what I'm trying to do and it's changed my life. Yeah. Unbelievably. So, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, when you find your passion, it's like, you almost feel like you're, you're obligated to share it. And some people hate it because it's like, they're like, first off, a lot of them don't get why you're doing it, why you run so much, but just to understand like the passion and how much you care that it's not like, I want you to go run. I want you to, I want you to understand a purpose, you know, like not that I've found the way because I'm far from where I want to be, but I know that it's checking all the boxes I wanted to check so far. Like it's, and it's scary, but it, it's way out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it like makes you, just passionate about life, you know, like, I just feel like eventually people's candle kind of burns out or fades over time. And it's like, man, like you have to try, like you have to intentionally be uncomfortable sometimes to like discover what's going to light you up. And then I do, I, I personally am so inspired when I see people like you, or I see anybody who's just obviously super passionate about anything really because i'm like wow like they found their thing and that like spider webs out and inspires me and inspires other people and and makes me like what should i do to find my thing you know and i just think that's like that's the most worthwhile thing at the end of the day you know oh for sure for sure dude that that's that and that's the hard thing for me to i mean it's hard for me to even talk about it because it's it's it's, it's still, I'm still processing it. I'm yeah. still not anywhere where, where I want to be. Like I am such a, such a noob, <laughs> such a newbie to, to this sport. And I think it's a blessing. It's took me so long to do it because I am so passionate. Like for me, I mean, and this gets to the point where, where I was telling you earlier, like, I don't like to say what I'm doing next, which I'm my wheels in my head are turning already. Like I didn't, I didn't run the ultras I ran. I mean, I think I got middle of the pack type of guy but i know with how much i care about it and maybe sometime i'll want to win one or or something like that and even just saying it out loud now is like i'm gonna try to do it but (laughs) but right now i just like running for a long time and finding yourself and getting getting uncomfortable and then yeah your body says no and your mind says no and you just find a way you know do you have a community in your town or is your, are you kind of the only one? Uh, as far as it, like, like in a, just a running community, like a running group or, um, no. or are you the dude that the whole town's like, there he goes, he's doing it again. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's quite a few people that run in this, in this community, but I mean, we're a farming community of like 900 people and, um, uh, no, I think it's, I don't want to say frowned upon, but it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, wh- what are you getting out of it? Like, I went, I ran through town the other day. <laughs> it's fun. I was running yesterday, actually. We just got like, we just got smashed with snow. So, I mean, it was like 20 out and I was, and, and I like running in the snow. So yeah, me too. I went and ran a little loop in our town and one of our neighbor guys, he's a good guy, was out shoveling and I had my headphones and I could hear him, but he's waving me down and he's like, Hey, I'd be running too if I was wearing shorts. I'm like, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I'm doing it. Cole, you know, it, it, and he, he meant well, but I, I just, I, I'm pretty much the, the and I've got a, a couple friends that are, live close that um, I've talked to him to, we're, we're training for a, a 50 miler. I mean, granted that, you know, the pandemic is under control. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're still going to train. It ain't going to stop us. We're, we'll do it one way or another. But I mean, I that that's why I like I've inspired him to get out of his. You know, he helped pace me when I did the the Boonville, and I think he something, something. Oh, I I say pace. He was my last pacer. He helped he helped me walk to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the beauty of it because I think when people go out to an ultra run and they see like what people imagine when you tell them you're going to go run 50 miles or a hundred miles, like what people imagine is not what they see and what they witness. And then they go out and witness it and they go out and see it. And they're like, Whoa, like I got it. Like I could do this too. You know, like I'm sure your friend saw you limping through there and was like, well, if he can limp through here, like surely I can limp for a hundred miles. Let's do it. Right. 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 And I mean, he, he did some of the training runs and I, and Boonville had that documentary that they, that they did. And I had them yeah. watch that just so they could get on the same page of what we were doing. I, I have a Rhonda was the other pacer I had. She, she actually got to run with me. Yeah. She was before the, before the, the, the nightmare, but. Um, uh, Ooh, I want to get into that for sure. Where yeah, did you, that, when was it like, Oh, a hundred miles. Like I'm doing it. Like when did that happen? So you just jumped from an eight hour ultra which was four miles every eight hours, like last man standing. Yeah. A hundred miles or was there steps in between? No, no. And I got to tell you, I appreciate you keeping me on track because me, this being my first time like talking like this, like I, I get so far off track. So then you bring, you bring it back. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. I like, I like the off track parts though too. So sure. sure. So, so no, I, I did the, I did the backyard thing and then, um, um, again, it went to the whole, I'm not gonna, I don't want to tell anyone my next thing. I'm like, I think three digits would be awesome. Like, cause I, I, what I did was I got an ultra sign up and I, I started, <laughs> yeah, I've never said this out loud, but I started creeping on people that I knew like, like a Jamil Corey or like yeah. guys that I knew that were on there. And then I would look at their history of when they started and how long it took them to get to where they got. So like some guys it took, three, five years, 10 years before they even committed to hundred miles. And I was like, when I looked at the age, like when they did it. And so this is my, I'm sure everyone has their own process of how they did it, but this is how I dove in was okay. So there I'm 35 now. So I was like, if I can get to do this by the time I'm 35, I'm going to have to hack life and it's going to be a struggle even getting to that point. So like I dove in feet first, like, like if I'm going to do it, like bad habits go away. I, I actually, a whole nother podcast I could do is I, I I'm vegan now. Like I went totally plant-based hundred percent just on the inkling that it might help me get to being in shape faster. And I was right. Whether that was all mental or not, like, yeah. I don't think in even finishing the hundred miles was by far the hardest thing I've ever done to this yeah. point and I and it's funny to say now but I loved it I mean at, you could have asked me at two miles to go I would have and we can talk about it when we get there but 
I could have quit all the way up to the last step. No, yeah. And I can't even take my, my mind back to how I felt. But. but dude, once you fight that urge, because this is what I learned at Boonville. I'm like, I wanted to quit really. Like this is the first time that I'm like, dude, I want to quit. Um, yeah. And I got rocked, man. And I'm, I want to talk to you about that. But like, once you fight that urge and you battle it and then you don't quit. And then if it's even what I have to imagine, cause I didn't do the hundred miler, but like where each step you want to quit. So each step, each moment you're getting that battle, but you keep winning that battle. Like that's eventually going to just give you all of this confidence. And I love that. Great way to put it, man. That that's, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. What was it about Boonville just like location or, or what? Well, I, I, the stars kind of aligned on that for me because I was looking here and there and I knew I wanted to do it kind of close because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it alone. I was going to have to go the crew route and I needed somebody to a pacer. Just, I hadn't had enough under my belt to, I guess, have the, the guts to do it. I'm not saying I couldn't do it, but if I could have the help, I know I was going to need it. So, yeah. and, and it got postponed and then, it like lined up to where it was on labor day and uh and it was like right where what i finished up with that was like i've got just enough time to get the training in that i think i need and i it was like you see those ultra running memes it's like don't don't drink a bottle of wine and get an ultra sign up because you'll throw your money and then you into it you know i was like i'm just doing it boom did it and <laughs> give me that bottle and, of wine <laughs> <laughs> right but but i mean that was it it was logistical and it it was it was almost like if i don't do it now i don't know when it's going to line up this perfect and yeah. it and and it was kind of just a kind of like back to the 10k thing like let's just do it and see see if i can do it <laughs> did you tell your wife about this one that's my question <laughs> i didn't tell her till after i paid the money so and i mean those and you know like any like they're not really that cheap like no. to sign up for these things i mean they go to a good cause and being a part of them like every penny's worth it or else they wouldn't happen but like i was like i did something i, I did a hundred mile and my wife's never not thought i couldn't like she knew how serious i was but she's like you better finish it like this is gonna be like don't wait don't like she never said it but i could tell it's like don't don't waste don't waste our time like if you're gonna do it <laughs> do it you know like kind yeah. of like as a, as a huge fan to it like you know like she was on board yeah but but i, I yeah i didn't tell her till i did it because i didn't i didn't want to have the you know let's are wait. you sure even the like conversation where it's just like are which is comes from a place of caring but it's like are you sure you're gonna be good you know you almost want want them to just be like you got this you'll be fine you can do it and once you're signed up that's like all anyone can say really yeah yeah i mean it was on from there so i mean it was just dedicating to training and um all the knowledge i could get from you know watching people's you know watching videos of just people running form of 100 milers and I really i never actually went to boonville and ran it I yeah, didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do. It. I ran on lots of gravel roads. I mean, I live in southeast Iowa. Like, it's not hard to find a gravel road. So yeah. I did a lot of that and got really, really used to the, the pounding on the feet. But that's um, the biggest thing, man. Like that pain, you just have to feel to know that you can just keep going with that. 
yeah. which is insane. Well, so I just, I did a quick dive on your Instagram today and yeah. I watched your little video about Boonville. So I always want to know about a couple of things. Uh, you mentioned like a third or fourth wind, like, oh, yeah. what's that like? Yeah, that it, it was almost euphoric, man. It was like, um, so, so the longest I ever ran was like the, the 33 miles and that was kind of controlled because it was loop wise, you know? Yeah. And then after I got past that, I felt so good. It was scaring me because it's like, this has got to come to an end. Like, there's no way about... I shouldn't be feeling like this. I mean, I wasn't, I had a plan. Like, I think I listened to one of your podcasts earlier too, about, you know, I walked a lot of the ups and that yeah. was my plan. I'm going to power hike these ups and I'm going to run any flat or down. It's just what I'm going to do. And it, it was working for me. And I, and going back to those, I don't know if they were really fourth wins or it just hadn't hit yet. Cause yeah. I, I think I was sticking to my game plan so well, my mind and everything was aligning well. Um, because it, it did hit the fan. <laughs> I mean, it got to that point, but when did it hit the fan for you? Like, I mean, if someone hadn't listened to any of the Boonville episodes, like it ended up being super hot, like 95, 96 yeah. degrees. It's in the middle of the Iowa countryside. There are trees, but they don't provide any shade in the middle of the day. Like it just got, it just got crazy hot and i've raced in the desert and stuff and that's exactly what it reminded me of it was it was the same feeling except maybe a little more humid you know which yeah. increased the heat somehow but did and did that affect you at all or like did you were you feeling that or did the the bonk kind of happen later in the day no for me it and it did get really hot but like heat's never that's one thing that I've been able to manage really well. And I don't know if it was what it's from. Like, I love running the heat. I hate cold weather. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, once I get going, I'm okay. But like the heat didn't really bother me. I, I drank, I stayed on top of my hydration. The bonk happened way later. Um, I was just staying on top of it really mentally just focused on, and I did a lot of my running in the middle of, of heat. I had the, the ability to do my runs in the, in, in the hot, you know, I'd go on lunch runs where I would purposely put myself cause that was what was going to be the hardest part for me. Yeah. What was managing if, if my mental state's not okay and this heat gets me at the same time game over. So, yeah. it, so the heat really, I, I, uh, I kept that deep, that, that was a way for me. I mean, I, I tackled that pretty well in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and then you got to mile 72 according to your Instagram videos. <laughs> and that's when yeah. it hit the fan, right? No, man, that was, it was, that was a bad place. Like, was it, it just all of a sudden, like you're going yeah. fine. And then like within five minutes or 10 minutes, it's just like, uh Oh, what happened? Yeah, it was, it was, um, do you know, it was like, so the hunt after the, the second loop, I came in, I was feeling good. Got, got my pacer and like mile 70, like, I've never ever had blisters before ever that had been an issue. And so I had terrible blisters. My, my head was racing. Like my mind was telling like my, see, I, I was su such a newbie, like the IT band. I wasn't even sure how painful that can get without it being me thinking it's an injury. Yeah. So it got to the point where right around mile 70, if I didn't keep moving, my leg would like lock. Like it was, it was, 
it was annoying because I wanted to stop, but yeah. I couldn't stop because it, it would take me like 10 minutes of like, like pissing myself to even get going again to keep that leg moving. So I had that, the physical part of it. And then the mental part, like I, for some reason started, this sounds terrible, like carrying so much about my pacer. Like I wanted her to be able to run and have a good time. And <laughs> like, I just would not leave it alone. And she, she was, I mean, if she wasn't there, I don't know what I'd, I'd probably just roll into a ditch and wait for the sun to come up. I don't know. But, but it, it, it got, it got pretty dark there for, um, uh, uh, quite a few miles was then, it when it got when it like actually got dark was that part of it like just it becoming night because i've heard people in 100 milers like when the sun goes down that's when you know you kind of because you're just not used to running through the whole entire night right and see i want to say that it wasn't because i trained a lot at night i would okay. wake up early and do it but but i know that it was because yeah. Cause it, 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 it had to be, I just mean, I, I got to the point where I wasn't, I got mad. I was sad. I was happy. I was like all within <laughs> 10 minutes. And I, I remember, and it, I mean, it was so hot, you know, like you said, a lot of the people dropped out. So yeah. even on ultras after you get going, there's miles between even people anyway, let alone on this in the dark. So, funny story was it was like mile probably 72 or three me and my pacer running uh she's not really talking to me because i've just kind of gave her the vibe like let's just let's just go and you can see for miles behind you right so like i would turn around every now and then didn't see anything out of nowhere taylor taylor ross comes up nowhere <laughs> like and he you know he, he he's like a pretty bubbly dude, like yeah. happy going. And like, that was the fastest I ran that whole loop was cause he scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? Like chatted for like a couple minutes, keep it up, good vibes. And you know, it really did lift me just him talking. And then, and then he just scooted on. So it, it was like, it made me happy, but it also really pissed me off. Cause I was like, how does he have that? And then after listening to the podcast where I was laughing so hard, he's like, I just used it as a training run. I know, like, right? The same race where he got third, I got fourth. And his story is mine is a hundred percent the opposite of how painful and struggle and you know it, it, it's just funny how everyone has a different experience. It's, we both yeah. did the hundred miles, and not that it was easier for him. It wasn't easy for anybody, but just where he was at in his training, his mind and where I was. I mean, we both yeah. grew from it. It was just totally different, totally different games. You know, it's funny. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast. Cause I was fascinated. I'm like, man, you could have, you know, a hundred people doing a race and that you get a hundred different stories and they're all incredible to me because I'm like, wow, everyone went through something and it's all, it's a unique experience for every single person out there, which is crazy. For sure. Yeah. I noticed in your post, you were talking about like the importance of we, and it just seems like ultra runnings can be perceived as such like a, like a individual sport, but almost like an egotistical one where it's like, yeah, like you're just going to run by yourself. Like what? <laughs> but for, can you kind of explain like, how is this sport like actually community based, you know, and, yeah. and helping people get across the finish line? 
Yeah, and that, that's what I think I like the most about the whole sport is that, yeah, I mean, it's not so intense where, I mean, you can have a conversation while you're running. Um, no one's going to bring you down. I mean, everyone's there to want you to finish. I mean, yeah, there's all, there's camaraderie. I mean, elites or any, anybody. Yeah. I wanted to beat Taylor. I, I wanted to get third, you know, it got to the point where I did, but, but you almost have like an unspoken love for, for each other because you know, you have, you got to be passionate about it. If, if you're running that far and if you're doing ultra distances and just the community itself is such a great vibe, it's so welcoming and everyone's got a great story. Everyone's so open. Um, the best advice I've got is out on trails, you know, like with social media being so easily accessible, you can get tips, tricks from anybody, but the best advice I've ever got is actually in race, you know, talking with people or seeing how they act or little, little tips of advice. Like, you know, if it's a loop race, if you're not going to run it this time, you shouldn't run it in the second loop, you know, like little tiny things yeah. that are, you know, teach their own, but some things are, and I've met some of my better friends out of, like, I would never have met these people if I would have, like, even you like reaching out like this. I mean, this yeah. is, something a year ago i'd be like you, you think anybody would ever want to talk to you about running i'm like i don't even run bro so no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just funny hearing you talk because i have had 100 the same exact experiences um, with meeting people and learning the tricks like reading about it's great but like actually going out and talking with people who have done these for however many years, you know, you just pick up so much knowledge, which is crazy. What, uh, what was it like going through like the aid stations in the middle of the night? Like, what was that experience? Like I've never done a hundred mile race. I don't know what it's like to just go through at like three in the morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. It, it was, uh, so like, it was the hard, it was the hardest time for me. So it was very, um, a lot of the time I would go through the aid station and check in and just go to, I mean, I had a crew there, so I would go hang out with yeah. them and do what I needed, but I was getting to the point where I didn't, I didn't bring warm soup. I didn't bring warm things and I needed it. And that's what they were there. I mean, it was, they knew that you come in, me coming in, I wasn't going to be in a great mood or even that nice. I mean, I wasn't mean, but it was like, I just need to get in and get out. And they were there with soup. Do you need anything? Like it made it very like Brad and his gang did awesome at Boonville as far as knowing what you needed at each aid station, especially for someone like me who I didn't know what to expect at that time, you know, and yeah. I, and I didn't even know I needed it. And then there's just some soup. It was like, here we go. This, yeah. this is what I need. Warm me up a little and, some, you know, salt. And it was, um, it was almost surreal really. Cause it was, you run so far in the dark and then you see this group of people just waiting on you, you know, it's like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, when you're going around, I'm trying to remember, did you guys have to add like a 10 K at the end? Is that what happened? I was trying to remember yeah. what the hundred mile course was like. Okay. So you get done and then you have to do that last 10 K which I, I mean, just thinking about your story, I'm like, dude, you started with a 10 K and now you're finishing with a little 10 K loop. Uh, 
<laughs> during a hundred miler. Like that's kind of weird full circle moment, you know? I never thought about it that way, man. I really, I still haven't sat down and really processed the whole race really. Yeah. And think about that, 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 yeah, that's kind of crazy. I, and I knew that. So, so yeah, the, the last 10 K was, I mean, I was even coming in my head. I was, I mean, that, that race is so tough. Cause you, you pass that, you could quit again. Yeah. You know, even with a 10 K left and I, and I knew you're at the was, finish line. Right. And then you have a 10 K. Yeah. Well, and with it being like that lollipop style course, I'm passing people that are finishing. So I'm seeing the joy on their face or whatever. They're almost done. And I've got a three hour terrible walk ahead of me (laughs) that I don't know. Like I couldn't even keep my head straight. And then to also know that it was, I think I ended up being 102 and a half miles because of that new construction they had. So I remember it at mile 100 with my pacer i like like i i kind of played it off cool but i like i was so mad i was like this is 100 miles i signed up for 100 not 102 and a half like why why am i still out here like this is the stupidest how did how could they not have planned better and you know what that's just part of if brad ever heard this he'd be like this is perfect this is exactly (laughs) what i wanted you know so yeah I, i remember on that 10k loop there was a this is there's a car that like just recently went in the ditch or had been there a day and we ran by it and this was like a mile hundred i was we didn't run i was walking i was struggling but we walked by and um my buddy the guy was pacing me he's like hey did you did you see that like should we call someone like yeah it's a car in a ditch it looks like it's been there a while let's we'll 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 deal he's like oh you did see i'm like Yes, I saw it. I need to finish. I'm like, <laughs> let's not worry about the heat. Yeah, he could be down there, but he'll be fine. Like, I, I mean, and after I got done, I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty rude of me. Like that could have been, a, you know, it's just fun. like, I, I acknowledged it, but I was like, we got to keep going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man. That's crazy. That's like a good, like, uh, you know, painting the picture of where your mindset has to be at at that point you know right but dude so when you crossed the finish line like was the family there you know was it just you like what was that like yeah did you cry i want to hear did you cry no i didn't (laughs) and i i didn't i didn't know what was going to happen because i like really all the way up until about a quarter mile i didn't know if i was really going to finish it like i was so my head's never been like, I can't even really talk about it because I was, I was, I don't even really remember yeah. how much pain I was in all over, you know, like mentally, physically. So when I, when I did cross, it was like almost like what not like in my body just shut down, dude. Like when I was done, it was like, I remember we tried eating, like they had a little cafe across the road. Like we got over there and I couldn't even keep food down. Like it, I shut down, like, everything exited my body for lack of, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, it was like, my body's like, that was it, man. You, you did, you did it as far as you could go. Like, you, yeah, that was it. And then the next two or three days, like my, we stayed with my aunt who lives in Des Moines and uh, I, luckily it was a holiday. Like I, we, I couldn't go home. I, I was in, I was in bed. Like I couldn't move. I like, I, my, I, my, my wife made a really cool video of everything and like has me walking 
and it, I mean, you would have thought that I was like learning my first steps. Like it yeah. was, it was, it was brutal, <laughs> but I like even talking about it. Like I kind of miss it like that, that accomplishment, that feeling that 99% of the population will probably never feel, you know? Yeah. One, you feel miserable physically, but emotionally, mentally, you're like, I can't believe I just did that. Like, this is right. wild. And I'm sure sitting in that cafe, you're like looking around and you're just like, I want to tell all these people, like, can you believe this? <laughs> you know? Right. Well, I mean, my head was, you know, like even, even afterward, my emotions were, it was such a weird feeling, man. It was like, I was pumped, but I was also like, I did, I don't know. I was like, I made, I made my wife basically walk, watch me, cheer me on, walk 50 K like mentally. It's like, how is that? Like, how is, how are you pumped about that? You know, like, and that's where my head was. I remember sitting down eating, like, I should be happy about this. And this is so ungrateful. Like she wants to cheer, like have sit and eat. And I'm like, I just feel bummed out. Like I couldn't run it, you know? And that's really not the point of it, but I just yeah. remember that's where my head was, was like, and that's where the humility comes in. Right. Where, it, where it humbles you, where it like beats you down. Like you think you're tough. Well, I, I you just walked half of like a 50 K. So you're not as tough as you think you are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just how my mind processes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dude, that's wild, man. Thank you for painting that picture for all of us. I mean, I'm sure people are listening who aren't ultra runners or who have never taken on a hundred miler. Um, sure. and like, just to put yourself in that headspace is really, really fascinating. Cause I'm going to be honest. Like I finished the hundred K and I saw, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was you. I saw somebody head back out and I was like, I, you couldn't pay me enough money to head back out <laughs> <laughs> to for that third loop. <laughs> so right, but- well, and you know, like you crushed that, by the way, dude, I thought you did awesome. Even because listening to you, like your, your podcast and where you were at, like kudos to you for it finishing. It was rough. Seriously. I, yeah. My mom was there. That saved me in yeah. the weirdest way. I was like, not expected. Mom showing up with the water bottle. <laughs> like the ice, right. the ice, it was like ice. It was like this ice pack. That's what I needed. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that goes to like the distance, like hundred K 50 mile, whatever you're doing. I think your mind prepares for that end goal. It does. Yeah. So I think regardless of whether it's hundred K hundred mile, like your mind and body are both on the same page of we're going to give everything that we think you get, you you need regardless of like, I feel the same way. Like if somebody was like, let's go do one more loop. I'll give you a million bucks to one more loop. I would give them the finger and be like, <laughs> I would try to fight them until I fell over. Like, you know, like, I, I'm sure you felt the same. Like, it's just, it's just crazy how your mind is, is, is really, it's like the most important tool in this yeah. sport of, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I've ran two like ultras total, but that's the only reason I feel like I finished them is, all up in your head it all man for sure um i wanted to ask you a little bit about like beyond i don't like i never like asking what's next uh but i do feel like we're far enough away from the event you know like i it always bums me out when when even in like sports like 
like football or something and the interviewer comes up and like what are you gonna do now and it's like they just won let them like enjoy it and like appreciate what they just did and process it you know but I do feel like I'm like oh yeah we're a couple we're like months removed now like I what's I don't want to ask like exactly what's next but like how are you gonna take these experiences and like make them like utilize them in your life, like not just as a runner maybe, but like as a dad and, you know, as a human being. Yeah. I think, you know, on, on the most simplest level for me, what it's done, even if I didn't run anymore is, you know, I like, before I say this, like I could talk to you or anybody but for hours and my I know my friend Jeff will watch us and he will laugh because he is this guy that will just listen to me rant about my hippy dippiness. But I mean I could talk for hours on um enlightenment and meditation and yoga. I mean you know just the places that those things can take you mentally. And just to sum it all up, like everything that I feel a human needs to do anything on the planet is already with them. Like yeah. you already have everything in you. It's a matter of it, of, of tapping into it. And, and the, the hardest thing for me was I never got onto the track of, of running because, or, or finding a passion because I always thought there were so many steps. There was like certain things that had to happen for that to happen. Like you need to stop a bad habit. And then this and then this and then they got to line up and you got to read a book and you've got to know this theory and that theory and really for me it's like do this hard thing see how it makes you feel get get a little uncomfortable about it and then know that you if you can do these things that you think are unattainable keep doing them until you can't do them anymore and then apply that to life in a way of just going with the mindset of compassion and humility, like never stop learning, always meet someone where they're at and know that you can pretty much do like, for me, this ultra running thing, like going back to what's next for me in actual running is as corny as it sounds like nothing is limited because of um, the ability to know what it takes to, to run 110 mile or, or 200 or, you know, that's the new thing. Like every, like Candace Burt is just crazy, like blowing off the roofs of with like Moab and all, like just taking everything like before too long, it's going to be like, yeah, I'm just running from Mexico to the, to the Northern yeah. part of Canada. Dude, it's just what I'm going to do. And, she, you know, you're probably going to tell me it's already happening. <laughs> well, she like, I just remember a couple of years ago, she put out, a picture on and it happened to be april fools which stupid me i should have realized it she put a picture of like a across america route and she's like this is my next race and i was like oh my gosh i was gonna like send her a message like this is so cool like i'm so excited (laughs) and then i realized i was like oh yeah duh april fools joke but yeah man i agree like once you find the way in one aspect of life like if you're thoughtful enough you can apply that all over the place hey. which is super cool um i did want to wrap up with this uh i saw on your Insta- and by the way 
I definitely like you can, I want to talk to you again at some point and we can get into all the meditation. Well, good. I didn't, stuff. this totally wasn't a bomb session then. Good deal. <laughs> Heck no. Um, <laughs> I noticed uh, that you've read all of these adventure books, right? Over the last year. Yeah. And once, like you said, read means listen to them. My um, wife will appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but is there, so is there like one or two that really, really stood out that like, or like a piece of knowledge that stood out from it? Yeah. From any of yeah. Them? They, I, what I like is they all kind of have the overarching theme of living in the now. I yeah. mean, whether that was their goal or not, that's really what like, really all of them are summarized as like the one that stuck out for me like is rich roll you know uh, finding ultra just because i can connect with him on so many levels of without going into like tons of details and i don't want people to theorize on like (laughs) where i came from or anything like that but like just most ultra runners are have addictive traits you know like so just how he he adapted from his his instance to changing his life like 180 like it just blows me away that a human can do that and then to to be where he's at or like you know and all all of them have that overarching theme of yeah of uh tackling the un un unbelievable like stuff that's unbelievable and then to have the compassion and humility to put it all out there and share with us you know, I just think it's such a cool, cool time we live in. I mean, I know like my parents and people of that generation, like social media is, you know, like try to find the good in everything. And I think it's crazy that people don't take advantage of like, yeah, you've got like a rich role and those people in there, like you can take all of that stuff. And back in the, back in the day, like decades ago, it would be like, you'd get lucky if you found a mentor. Now you can handpick who you want and take what you need you know that's so true especially with people sharing their stories like they don't even have to really fully know that that you know they're your mentor right which is kind of kind of creepy it's kind of creepy a little bit creepy whatever it's all good i think for me that what fascinates me is you get to see people's story you don't just get to see their accomplishments you get to like with podcasts or audiobooks or books like you get to see like here's where they started here's where they ended, but here's like all the steps in between that were important. And I think that's, those steps are obviously the most important ones to share. But if you're just watching, like, I don't know, I I get everyone picks on the news, but if you're just watching like the six o'clock news, like you're seeing the accomplishment part, but you're not seeing all the work. Like I always think about this, like I'm a Iowa Hawkeye fan, right? Like I watch the football games. I see them win the game or lose the game. And, but I don't see what went into practice that whole entire week that like led them to that point. And I think like you just said, social media, people sharing their stories is, is allowing people to like see all that really important stuff, which is cool. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. The journey is what fascinates me. And that's yeah. what's cool. It's like, they're almost giving away their secrets and yeah. it's a, I mean, you, but I mean, really, and like, it's like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. These people transform their life yeah, by the little things that they did and taking every, a little bit from everyone can yeah. adapt it to, to your own way, you know? Yeah, man. I love Rich Roll's idea of like, 
basically like you can't hack what hard work can accomplish. I don't know. I probably butchered that. He has some fancy. No, words I know what you it. mean though. <laughs> He's pretty good with words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Well, dude, thank you. Like I said, I, I would love to have you back on the podcast at some point. If you're, if you have some time, I know you're busy being a dad and, and working and stuff and running just all over your town. Yeah. But, but yeah, dude, where, uh, if people want to follow your story, like where can people, um, find you like on our, on social media and stuff? Well, Instagram's really all I got. I mean, nice. that's really the only place I, my outlet, my, my altered ego really. Yeah. That's about it. What's your, so, what's your Instagram? That's across the crick, Nick. So my grandpa used to call me it. It's, it's, it's a strange story, but. <laughs> I once I realized because at first I was trying to read I'm like what how do you say this I'm like oh across the creek and then I was like oh I love that like it's not yeah. creek it's obviously not a creek we already I talked about this on the Boonville podcast this is yeah I, re- I remember I laughed a little bit when you talked about that too the difference <laughs> yeah man well sweet dude well best of luck for everything in the future Thank man I, I can't wait to catch up catch up with you sometime sure yeah good luck in uh, the future endeavors you got going on and Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good talking with you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Um, That was a great talk. I love talking with Nick. That was super cool. We'll have him back on the show um, at some point in the future because I definitely want to get into the ideas of mindset, meditation, presence. Um, I'm going to, this was really weird. This morning I woke up. And we've been studying, I'm, I've been teaching my seventh graders uh, about space, right? And the solar system. Uh, this was a topic that I've never taught about in my nine years of teaching to this point. Um, so, you know, whenever you're teaching about a new topic, you just dive right in to all the research. And that's what you're reading about and watching videos about kind of exploring, you know, you're being a lifelong learner too, as a teacher, Um, this is just a fancy way of saying, like, I was like, oh my God, like I have to learn about space to teach about space. Um, (laughs) but the more I learn about it, you know, uh, the more I'm like, wow, this is what a crazy world and universe we live in. You know, uh, I showed my students today, the Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin's just standing amongst the stars by himself and he's like looking at him and stuff. And then he just yells out, I'm significant. And then he's like, pauses and looks at the stars some more. And he's like, screamed the tiny dust speck, right? And, you know, that whole concept. And I told my students, I'm like, my goal this week is to make you feel small. Ha, ha, ha. Like as a joke, you know. Um, But it is just kind of wild to think about. And you'd think like, that would make you feel small, right? You'd think it'd be like, oh, like, oh man, like what's the point, blah, blah, blah. But it is had the exact opposite effect for me where I woke up this morning and I walked downstairs and it was four in the morning and I was sore and tired and like dehydrated and all that stuff that you are at four in the morning. And I was just like, man, I'm like psyched to be alive and be human right now. I was like, I'm pumped to take on the world. Like I'm on earth. This is going to rock. And I just had that feeling, but that feeling is just what Nick was talking about. It's just being in the present moment. And you have that available to you 
literally at any moment. Like right now, you have that feeling available. You can uh, access it if you wanted to, right? It's accessible. Um, and yet we don't. We're always thinking about the past. We're thinking about the future, right? We're worrying about things um, that we have to prepare for and doing checklists. And I do this, man, I'm a really bad checklist person, but I'm like constantly like, okay, here's the next thing. Okay. What's the next thing? Okay. Later this afternoon, I have to blah, 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 blah. And it's really tough to just get yourself in that present moment. Um, to relate it to ultra running though, at least from my experience, uh, speaking for me, there are moments where, and it doesn't happen all the time. So if you're someone out there, who's never, been an ultra runner or an endurance athlete or whatever um it doesn't it's not like it's like the most magical thing ever right like a lot of times you're just like slogging along in pain eating a uh, fig newton right like covered in dirt <laughs> that's most of the time but every once in a while there are these special moments where it just clicks and there's the whole like athletes like being in the flow right uh being in flow state um, all that really is meaning is like you're being focused just on that moment, that step, the next step, right? You're just going to keep going, focusing on how you're feeling. And I just know, I just remember there's a very specific time I was running down uh, from McAfee Knob, which is like one of the most photographed spots on the Appalachian Trail. And I had gone up there. I saw this like mind-blowing sunrise it was awesome there were clouds and there was like light beams shooting through the clouds and I had a couple realizations one I was like whoa like every decision in my life led me right now to see this insane sunrise and I think that feeling like carried over because when I was running down the trail back to my car I can't remember how far it was you know it was like four miles maybe back to my car but it's like all downhill on the way back um I was like jumping over rocks and roots and I just like felt so connected to like every movement had a purpose and every footstep was perfect. And I just, I will always remember that feeling and it's rare. Like it doesn't happen every single time, like I said, but there are moments where you can get back into that state. And I just personally think ultra running is in an accessible way to, to reach that. Right. And I know Nick talked about like, he wanted to just start running because he's like, oh, I could just buy some shoes. Like if it doesn't work out, then I just lost, you know, however much money it costs to buy some shoes. And it's so true. Like running is just something that is natural for, for us as humans. And it's not super expensive if you don't want to, you know, like buy a billion things. Obviously you, you can make it expensive if you want, but you can start and sometimes like just like Nick, like you just have to start. You just have to give it a shot. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you'll hate it, but then you'll at least know. Right. So for for me, when I'm thinking about his story, I'm just thinking like, wow, like are there any passions or opportunities I've missed out on because I've just been scared to start those? And could those kind of help me? you know, lead me to being more connected with what I'm doing in that moment? And the answer is probably, yeah, I probably missed some opportunities um, along my way, along my journey. Um, but at the same time, 
I've taken some and I've found things that I've really connected to. So, um, just kind of something to keep in mind. Uh, you know, if, if you're kind of thinking about that or trying to be like, what, what can I do as we're still in January? So it's always like, what can I do this year to make this year kind of stick out and be memorable or be, be the pivot moment where, um, I decide to make some decisions that I, I really appreciate 10 years down the road. So, um, yeah. So Nick, Nick, you, you made me think of all those things, dude. Um, all right. That's it for the week, guys. Uh, we will be back next week. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll get back at you.